not connect to the pain of people around you and that is Tandiswa Mazwai Nizalwa Ngoba Nina and uh, with me in studio what a privilege uh, it is and I'm hoping one of these days uh, this book will be accessible and available uh, for all Africans to connect to their history and that's what we're talking about uh, this afternoon reintroduction to African history uh, knowing thyself and we're talking about civilization in Africa Uh, did it only come with um, white men uh, as, as we've uh, always been exposed to in, to history. And uh, joining me in studio is uh, uh, the author of African History, Reintroduction to African History, Know Thyself, Mr. Don Lager. Uh, good afternoon and welcome. When you Google him, you'll find guitarist, composer, writer, <laughs> quite, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 um, but he's here as an academic and uh, because he does lecture as well. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Good afternoon, Renata. Thanks for having me. Thank you, actually, for penning this. It's such an eye-opener. And I know that we had um, session one a while back, and yes. uh, it was befitting uh, that within our feature, I am an African, uh, that we have this conversation again. And and I love um, how Itumeleng Magale, uh, Walter Magale, uh, as, as he pens the, the um, forward, he talks about however our current uh, generate uh, circumstances characterized by seemingly irreversible pandemics such as rampant disease, violence, poverty, and so on, uh, only to a point of a, a, to a knowledge system that has been introduced amongst us uh, which has no sensitive regard to truth. And, and does not have our best interest at heart. How did we get here? Well, uh, <laughs> that's why we're trying to, re- to, to correct um, uh, the problem that uh, an African person is facing now. But let, let me, let me uh, first paint the picture of, of history as accepted by scholars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, the modern recorded history spans 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Now, let me deal with the first 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, that's BC. Um, from 5,000 years to 3,000 years before uh, the first uh, uh, common era, which some people call it the Christian era, we call it the common era, mm-hmm. uh, AD. There was a huge span of civilization happening on the continent of Africa. Uh, you would recall that uh, from, from back then, 5,000 years ago, uh, Europe only started to feature 302 when the Greeks come. Uh, a 27-year-old uh, Alexander the, the Greek comes to uh, uh, conquer, uh, um, what is it, Kemet. And from there, around 50 AD, then you have, sorry, 50 BC, then you have the, the what is it, the, the the Romans. So our history, uh, before the 302, when there was the uh, the, um, uh, the coming of the authors of Alexander, there was nearly 3,000 years of civilization, undisturbed civilization by Africans. But, you know, I deal with that in my book thoroughly. Um, the most important thing, because the question now is, um, we think history you know came uh with what's this civilization came with <laughs> with with the colonizer well i like this today i'd like to deal with um 
uh, Africa around the sixth, uh, around 600 AD to, you know, to the 15th you know, uh, century. Is, is this information documented? It is documented as Googleable, as we'd say. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can find it. It's there. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading an interesting, uh, there's a book that I brought today, which is called, I want you to read it loud. When we ruled, did we ever? Yes. Well, from the beginning of time, I mean, we, the history of Africa is, is known. You know, of Nubia and Kemet. That's why I'm, I'm giving the real names now um, mm. of, of Kemet and, and Nubia. It's known uh, as uh, uh, the people that started the civilization. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to bring it mu- much, much more forward. I think that's where uh, the, the, the problem lies, mm. where um, uh, we've been told today that uh, we haven't had any cities yeah. we didn't bring anything all our reliance was, uh, was we, we were sitting waiting for uh what is it uh, for, for the colonizer to come in and 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 uh, you know, civilize us as mm. they, they put it but let me tell you something uh, there's a guy called abu bakir mm. he was uh, a ruler of a, a songhai a kingdom uh, now the mali area Mm-hmm. He abdicated his kingdom and gave a man we know today as the wealthiest man ever lived, Mansa Musa. How did Mansa Musa become the wealthiest man, even up to today, standards? That is around uh, the 13th century. Sure. Europe hasn't come out of Europe to colonize anybody. Mm. I will fast track and, and just to try to piece this thing yeah, together. Yeah, so because, that you don't leave yeah, us behind as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. Let, let me explain. Uh, Justina, who was the, the last ruler of, of the Roman Empire, closed down all the institutions of learning in Europe and Europe went into what they call the Dark Ages for 400 years. Until 711, an African by the name of Tariq took 11,000 men, mm. crossed into the and- Andalusia, uh, into Spain, and conquered that whole region, Spain, Portugal, it was one thing. And the Africans ruled that place for 800 years. Hmm. Built. Now, I, I'm, I'll just go because, you know, the, the history is so long. I'll just give peace and peace, but you, you know, I'm trying to put things together. Yeah. Uh, that was 7-Eleven when that happened. Now, we fast track to the university's knowledge. And... I've just put some notes here so that, uh, uh, you know, I shouldn't just leave uh, uh, the audience, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, without... I'll tell you what, yeah. as, as you consult with your notes, let, let's take a short break and, and uh, get you some water yes. um, so that we connect uh, with this narrative. Call Chris Selda now, 0891-104-207. SAFM, leading the conversation. 
We're having a conversation about uh, African civilization and uh, connecting it uh, uh, to the common era, as Mr. Don Laga makes reference to it. And uh, I hope you're connecting to this conversation and we invite you to join in. You can uh, send us an SMS 40938 charged at 150 and at SAFM Radio, both Twitter and Facebook. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and tell us you are listening and you are connecting to this history. Now, as as you respond, um, as you continue with that yes. uh, analogy, I'd like you to also respond to when people are cut off from their history, what does that do to their sense of identity? Destroys you completely. Because the first thing that you need to do is to regain and know who you were first mm. and understand the level where you were at, at that time. And if you don't understand those uh, questions, there's no way you will understand going forward because we are all informed by history. We live mm-hmm. today because of the information history gave us or what our, uh, the people that came us lived. And we are trying to correct what they did. If there were mistakes, if it was good, then we continue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, coming to, 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 uh, back to my notes now, I've got them. I'd like to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm painting this beautiful picture now and uh, you'll see what happened also. Mm. Um, in 849, a guy called Fez in Morocco established the first ever known university of Korean in Morocco. There was a university? 849, the first university okay. on the planet Earth. It takes another 100 years, South, uh, not South Africa. Africa establishes its own second university of Sangaure. In 989, what is known today as Timbuktu. Wow. It would have 25,000 students a year. Hmm. Of African descent. Of African descent. 25,000. But let's, let's see what happens in Europe at that time. There's not even a single university in Europe. They're actually, the whole world. I'll say Europe because it was the closest that received the knowledge. It would take 200 years before the establishment of University of Bologna hmm. in 1088. All these things what I'm talking about are Googleable, and uh, you can find them in my book also. So now, if you talk about history, that people didn't have history, and they would have the first university, uh, established two universities before Europe would have its own university. You know what, what intrigued me most was when I was studying, you know, at, at history of music. Mm. And it only goes as far as Palestrina or uh, they would speak, you know, about the 10, not even, not, not even the 10th century, about the 12th century. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go far, far, far back. And you, understand, you would start to dig out what has happened. I mean, these people cannot just wake up and suddenly there's classical music happening. No. Yeah. In my book, the Ziryat is mentioned there who brought that music there and there's a day, there's a time and, there, and there's references um, onto that. And also, when you go to architecture, the same thing. But look at Europe. Nothing happens. Google anything around 900 what happens in, in, in Europe. You don't find much because there isn't any university established. Mm. Only 1088 when you start seeing universities uh, uh, coming up. 
But this mm-hmm. over how many years later uh, that Africa has established two huge universities 200 but years would later? Would you say perhaps not documenting um, uh, this about us as African people has led um, uh, many Africans being robbed of who they are. Because how do you take a sense of pride in what you don't know? Because currently uh, our narrative of what Africa is are people who are in a dark continent and were saved. By well, the let, let me explain. It, that, that's the narrative. It's like, for me, it's that that it's a colonial narrative, because if uh, for two hundred years before Europe would have its own first university, we have written one million manuscripts, mm-hmm. one million manuscripts. As African people, as African people, in my book, it's there. I've been there and I've seen it with my own two eyes. We've been writing. I don't want to talk about. I'm not going back to the papyrus t- days and stuff. I'm talking about. Now, mm. you know, mm. recent in recent but times. Who, who is responsible for for this memory bank? Um, the institutional memory uh, that is going to help us reconnect um, to what our ancestors achieved. Well, uh, <laughs> when you're under someone's rule, they will always, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you adhere to what they say, mm. and the narrative will be theirs and uh, yours will be destroyed. I'm reading actually as I speak to you now, let me jump uh, forward. A very interesting book by some uh, British author uh, uh, written in, uh, released in 1857, and it's called The Covers of uh, of Natal. Very interesting book, contradictory in, in many ways when he narrates the life of that time, uh, saying this is savage, s- savagery, and at the same time he said, but uh, we don't have that in Europe. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm just coming to show you that uh, uh, when you are trampled upon, uh, mm-hmm. after you have lost power, and uh, for 400 years, uh, you've been told you are nothing else. Another, and it took time, by the way, to destroy mm-hmm. that. Uh, let me explain. When, when, when Africans lost power in Europe, mm-hmm. the first ship that went into slavery, people think it was from the continent. No. It's from, it was from Spain. What? It's, yes. The Africans that ruled there, when they lost power, they were taken in boats, those who you know after the inquisition and uh, shipped outside that was the and, first and boat boats that manufactured went from where sorry boats manufactured well from the, the expertise that we that, that we brought into into europe at that time education the libraries that we built if you go into that book there and and this book when we ruled the world and you know there's many there's documentation on on and how we civilized our africa civilized europe and there's another book where how Europe underdeveloped Africa. You know, those, those are the, 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 informa- the information that's mm. available there. Thing is, um, we don't control um, the narrative, the, the narrative, the distribution. But Steve the Biko then says, um, Steve Biko writes, a people without a positive history is like a vehicle without an engine. Absolutely. So how, how do we then conscientize Africans, all of them, black and white, uh, to want to connect to this positive history about who we are? Well, the, the history has to be told. And uh, uh, today, fortunately, we live living in this country. We haven't really, uh, the government hasn't helped much in, in, in getting the material out there. Material is out there. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, people, many people, I want to throw this out because it's very important for people to know because 
we know today or yesterday or uh, uh, that's when uh, a guy called Columbus um, uh, reached the Americas. Mm. Um, but people don't know that the guy who navigated that was an African born of Spain, uh, but at that time, descent. after we lost that mm-hmm. descent. And his name was Pedro Alonso Nino. This was the guy who navigated that, uh, the, 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 the ship. Wow. You know, this, this is the history that we don't understand uh, today because we are not taught. But we, it, not to say now they can hide it anymore. Yeah. They cannot hide it. That's why we're writing books and we're making research and we're traveling to places to see those things. So how do we move from 42 commandments to 10 commandments? Well, when people write their own narrative, they do what they like. Uh, and uh, and they tell you this is how it is, and uh, you have to go with it. But of, you know, we we know that uh, for for instance that for years um, under the rule of of of, uh, of a colonizer, you we have taken their language. We speak their language now. Mm. We have taken uh, many things that we would not actually uh, want to uh, relinquish as, 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 as foreign to us. And for instance, I mean, I, I, uh, there's, a, there's a very important, uh, uh, um, you can find it actually you know, on, 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 on Google about the, the, uh, the cities that were ruin, ruined by, by, by uh, Europeans. Yeah. And um, I brought, you know, you know, some of them, like 50, you can, can get over 100 of them. That I managed to visit some of them Mm-hmm. Luckily, and uh, most of those I didn't visit, but I've been reading their history. It is out there, uh, uh, you know. It you, you can get through, you know, uh, many books that that explains and 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 t- teach you about African history and the cities that were destroyed before uh, uh, Europeans came to colonize us. All right, uh, we're taking your calls um, uh, after the headlines. Uh, taking your calls, comments, and questions. I want to read this message before we go uh, unsigned. Um, uh, what is this? An SMS uh, saying it will be impossible to read us of uh, colonialism as Africans. We admire white men ways we eat dress walk and talk like the colonial master uh, we use their alphabet we neglect our roots uh, india was colonized and maintained their culture language and alphabet all right uh, let's take the news headlines up uh, with when we return we take your questions comments uh, number to dial is 0891-104-207 what's up voice note on 0614-104-107 and uh, as many have done now sms us on 40938 charged at 150 per sms and uh, we also take your comments on twitter and facebook at sfm radio and please do hashtag sfm lifetime live Utsilesaku with the news headlines Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. All right, uh, SAFM uh, Lifetime Live is where we're at, and uh, do hashtag that at SAFM Radio. And we are between 104 to 107 nationwide. And uh, um, my name is Chrysalda Dudumasha, your host. And uh, with me in studio as my guest is author, researcher, co founder of uh, Galawa Jasmine, music legend, pianist, uh, music teacher, and uh, history lecturer, as we are kabuling uh, today. This is I Am an African, and with me in studio. Is Mr. Don Laka, uh, as uh, we connect to our history, the people that we are. Let's take your calls uh, right now. Um, and uh, first call would be Azuki. Where thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know you've been holding for a while. Your radio set has to be off now. Thank you. Uh, 
Thank you. Um, about the 42 commandments. Normally, it's not a commandment. It's my heart. My art loss. We know that. <laughs> it's my heart. And my, my heart. My art. I my did art. not do this. I did not do that. Yes. That is just one phrase. I've been waiting for this kind of a topic from your radio. And I think that you have to revisit this topic again and give it more hour because uh, Africans really need to know where they are coming from. Because we have a very rich history which has been put under the ground for a very long time. It's time yes. to tell it out to the people. Thank you. Thank you, sir. The Bible uh, itself is our mystery. It's our myth from the, from the Christianity to Islamic to Judaism to Hare Krishna. All of them copied from Africa. Yes. None of them we copied from. When Africans met the white in the, in the first time, the white couldn't speak. They couldn't write. They learned all from us. There is a lot to be spoken about this, but I will have to stop now so that other people have a chance to contribute. Thank sure. you. Sure. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that. Let's take Rias uh, in Polokwane now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Priscilla. What a great show. And at least I hope you put this on Iona FM. We want to share it on WhatsApp. This is the kind of things people must be listening to. It's just great. I hope you can make a serial out of this also. It's we are going to have a podcast and depend on you to popularize it as we do gossip. Thanks very much. My point is twofold. One, I think this is a glorious history and we need to recover it because uh, we have a lot of capabilities in this continent that are not being used, and this is the history that will take us forward. That said, simultaneously we have to accept that the concept of Ubuntu is essential yes. as a framework yes. for looking at African history. Yes. You couldn't visit unless you, uh, for three days without lifting up a, uh, you know, a spade or doing some work. Mm-hmm. And the key point that we have to look at, and this is what I'd like people to maybe take notes, because it's simultaneously important, yes. is what made Europe rise? What was yeah. this enlightenment? They went from an understanding of the world that was the world is a temple for God to the world is a workshop. And I hope we can focus that on that simultaneously, because they ruled us and we need to understand how that happened. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Riaz, raising very important issue. And um, Pomu to be on SMS saying, I want to translate that book into my language. Can you oblige yes. me? Ab- absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Sydney in Bushback Reach, uh, good afternoon and welcome. Oh, good afternoon, Mrs. Grisel. Oh, thanks for bringing in Don Laka. And uh, I'm hearing uh, something different from him. I've been following him all these years from image to, from Umoja to image. <laughs> and then uh, he's another person now today. And thanks, we didn't know you got this fast knowledge. Surely make everything possible that we can get it wherever we want. We want to learn about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then, Brother Don, I can tell you, you are my personal heritage, a five years oh, concern. Wow. I still have the copies of concert in the park back in 1985. Wow. And I look you, have you there with Ben Umoja. And then with the music made image, it tells me you are the one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. All right, uh, let's uh, take a WhatsApp voice note, and this is what it sounds like.
This is Derek from Omshlanga. Listening to your guest, uh, your historian, one must just bear in mind that history is subjective and the story he is telling might differ vastly from the story of another professor who sees or saw the history from a different, different perspective, different point of view. And the fact that he said he can virtually Google the facts that he's giving us, Google is not uh, accurate at all. So let's just bear in mind, listeners, that uh, we need to verify the facts that he uh, are claiming and uh, just to look into it and hear perspective from other historians as well to get an objective point of view. All right. We, we actually would not have you um, in studio with us and, and declare that you're an author if you only know. use Google <laughs> no, he as didn't your understand. source. Yeah, he didn't um, so please said, qualify that. Yeah, and I, uh, the reason well, you mentioned that is yeah, because uh, some of the information you found... It is Googleable. I said is, it is, you know, yeah. you don't have to go for some of it is, But you, know, but you for went instance, and found it. I've been way. to Timbuktu. I went to, I've been to many places. You'll see in my book there, you'll see the pictures and you'll see where I've been. So it was not a... One I'm saying is that most of the information now is available. It's, it's available. You know, it's just that some of the things that you have to be there personally to see it, yeah, and to verify it, uh, and uh, to, to go through thousands of books, by the way, mm. uh, to verify. As I say, I'm reading now uh, books written in the uh, uh, 19th century by mm. white settlers, and to, to to you know, and then you start to understand how they viewed an African at that time. All right, let's yeah. take Silo in Bombela. Good afternoon. you live um, uh, on SAFM Radio. Uh, thank you very much for, for taking my call. I just want to congratulate uh, Upradon Laka for the work that he's doing. And we hope that he will come with another book that will encourage African countries to dismantle uh, borders so that uh, we become one Africa that we have been uh, before. Um, I have just been going through the book of Heck Vessel, um, titled Divide and Rule, and, and then I think we, we, we need to start writing our, our story like Comrade Don has started, and really we want to appreciate and, and say you must continue doing more research, mm. bring more books, at the end of the day, we want to see Africa as one village. We don't need these borders anymore. We want to be one Africa because we are one Africa. We have just been divided by colonizers. I think more importantly, Silo, is for us that as these books are written, we read. And, yeah. and dispel that myth that uh, you put it in, in, in a book, uh, you hide it forever from an African person. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, the next book is on the way, by the way, and I can actually safely uh, uh, give you the title. It's called Destroying the Colonial Mindset. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's go to Anania in King Williamstown. Good afternoon. Good day, good day, ma'am. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, ma'am, I would also like to congratulate uh, you and your your guest today on the, on the good work that... Um, uh, he's bringing, you know, to, to our people. Um, one thing, though, that I would like to request, you know, to further the, the, the work, the good work that is being done is, you know, uh, that the, the African history be taken much, much further than that. Because I, I uh, unfortunately noticed that when we're talking about African history, there is this part of Africa that we leave out 
and that being uh, the so-called um, Middle East. Mm. Middle East, ma'am, is part of Africa. It's sitting on the African tectonic plate. You know, there is a rich history about that, that land, you know, which now is called the Jewish land and uh, uh, some uh, uh, Arabian uh, people as well. So that's, that's, that's what I want to bring forth, that, you know, uh, when we're mentioning African history, especially the origins of um, uh, many of the philosophies, let us not leave that part of the world up, out, or that part of Africa, because uh, it, it so happens that when, when the, the, the issue of African history is being brought forth, mm. you know, uh, that part of the world, which now, you know, is, is being sought by, Many people that want to control the world, you know, where Israel and Palestine is at, that's Africa. Sure. You know, so uh, I, I just wanted to bring that up, that when we talk of Africa, let's not leave that one out, because that's part of, that's part of Africa. Got you know, you, and that's where even, you know, uh, among uh, the, 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 the civilizations of, of uh, the, the people and even the, the origins of human, human yeah, the human race, you know, um, uh, is, is traced from. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Anania. What would be interesting is um, knowing what you are doing with that uh, level of knowledge. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Paul in Somerset West and then you'll respond to Paul. Good afternoon. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your guest. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments was given to God by God to the Israelites. Then your guest implies that Europe was uh, uncivilized quite recently, you know, that Greece reached its height of its glory and power in the 5th century before Christ. After 500 before Christ, Europe, uh, the, the Roman Empire ruled the most of Western Europe, the Balkans, the Middle East, and North Africa. And then, talking about the North African rulers of Portugal and Spain, were actually not Negroid people, but they were apps. So it's wrong, you know, to say that Europe was not civilized. Uh, I mean, if you take today uh, in uh, parts of Western Europe, in England, in uh, Spain, and uh, many countries in the world, that aqueducts, that the Romans built, still stand. Uh, in other words, they built very uh, uh, good structures. The roads that they built still stand. So these people were not fools. They were uh, uh, very civilized. And if you take the Renaissance that uh, went back to the old Roman Empire, you get uh, geniuses like uh, Leonardo da Vinci. You get the people like Michelangelo. So these people were not fools. They were very civilized people. So I think uh, one must not skew the history to, to make a certain point. Thank uh, you so much. But Paul, thank you. thank you. Thank you very much uh, for your call and opinion. And I just want to find out where in the conversation did you say people are fools? Well, well, he doesn't listen. I think he's got selective listening uh, uh, way. Because when I started, I said the history as accepted by scholars is 5,000 years old. The first 3,000 before Greek came, Greek, Greek comes in at 302. That's what, you know, that's what I said. And I said the Romans appear around 50 BC. For the 3,000 years, there's civilization happening. So you, you didn't listen to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I've never said anyone was a fool. I said there was no civilization in Europe happening. You can go anywhere, make research, and show me anywhere else. And talk, don't talk about the Negroid, this and Negroid, that. We're mm-hmm. talking about Africans here. And the people that live on this continent have always been Africans, and they're Africans. They haven't changed. 
All right, I'm getting signals uh, from our production team that we have to break something. And uh, let's let's take a break, pay the bills back up. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us and uh, we value each and every um, opinion and uh, may not agree with everyone. We don't have to. And uh, we're here because we connect and uh, we talk to each other so that we understand where each comes from. Uh, an SMS uh, from Jeff Ngoi saying, uh, does author Don Laka live in Cape Town? I would love to shake his hand. And this is a remarkable African uh, sister, Chriselda. This is an incredible show. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, you make it incredible and continues to say question for Don Laka um, uh, Chamaleng King of France claimed that uh, uh, he started the schooling system but uh, what are you giving us this is an eye opener so yeah um, you know when 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 you are dealing with this uh, this emotive and emotional African subject uh, you know, uh, you would need always funding and stuff. If there are mm. people funding, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm making my way uh, throughout the country, um, you know, trying to take the message to the people, yeah. you know, without funding. And if there was a fund out there, it would be much, much easier because I'll be every weekend holding, uh, you know, uh, seminars, uh, seminars everywhere, yes. All right, I'll tell you what, the, the uh, People's Broadcaster, the foundation of the SABC's uh, head of projects, um, just uh, gave us a call and, and said that uh, this book is, uh, they're putting together a campaign of uh, 100 books and uh, says that uh, they'd like to include this particular book and it will be available in all forms of ebook, audio book, and also in Braille. Oh, that's great news. Great news. Indeed. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, for the first time, people will be uh, getting this information closer to them. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And all we can say is that, Singajindi Majita, please, Singajindi.